going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly episode. This is episode number 70 in year two of Batman News Weekly. And we got another one of those slow weeks, but that means nothing on this podcast because we'll stretch it out to two hours for no apparent reason. It's just <laughs> what we do. But um, we're going we're gonna to start off with this because we are questioning if we covered this on the last podcast. And that is the HBO Max deal where they announced all of the movies uh, that are coming out in 2021, which is basically Suicide Squad is going to yeah. be the biggest thing. Yeah, basically, uh, there's 17. For us in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, there's 17 different movies, uh, including those like Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, Suicide Dune. Squad, things like that. Dune, exactly. Yeah. Um, the reason why we are saying this and the, the question that I kind of want to ask you is this whole big mm -hmm. thing happened. And then the very next day, you saw the backlash. Nolan yeah. was trashing everything. Nolan called HBO Max the worst streaming service ever. Um, he doesn't he, know about Quibi then. <laughs> well, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Quibi had died like literally yeah. the week prior. But, yeah. you know, he he was super just like you could definitely tell he was like just one of those snobs. It's like my movies are for theaters only and nobody deserves mm -hmm. to watch it otherwise. And, you know, shit like that. But we also found out that uh, Legendary, uh, mm -hmm. who has spent a total of nearly $4 million creating movies like Dune and uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, together mm -hmm. they, they you know, paid about $4 million. They are suing. 400 uh, Or $4 million. $4 million doesn't seem like a lot. I think it's it might be 400 million actually. Yeah. yeah. 400 almost 400 almost 400 yeah. million and they are actually suing WB for this decision. Mm -hmm. We later found out that uh the directors guild actually mm -hmm. got together and they want an audience with WB. They want to, mm -hmm. you know, talk about it and everything else. The reason being is because the only people that look like they got an actual deal out of this was the cast and crew of Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot got $10 million. I don't know if they said anything about Patty Jenkins. I think she got $10 million as well. Yeah. They both had like the same deal. Okay. But now with today's announcement, people are kind of worried because Patty kind of has like this whole thing with theaters also. And I mean, who wouldn't? I understand. But yeah. with today's announcement, Patty Jenkins is now officially directing a Star Wars film. People are mm -hmm. worried that she may be moving on. And mm -hmm. we even saw a quote today saying, okay, that, you know, she's questioning whether she should start immediately on Wonder Woman 3 or if she even yeah. wants to tell that story anymore. So mm -hmm. should other should we as Batman fans, DC fans, be worried that other directors will see this deal? and be like yeah i don't want any part of that yeah i don't see patty jenkins abandoning gaga dots like that i think she will make wonder woman 3 will it happen before this movie she needs to make for star wars i don't know but we've seen how fast james gunn can turn something around and if i'm not mistaken jenkins already has the idea for wonder woman 3 it's just if i she doesn't write them right uh, she co-wrote it. She she apparently already wrote like majority of it. Apparently with Jeff Johns. Yeah, 
well then i guess it's already just like if she wants to do it or not like yeah. before or after mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if they get started on that immediately and then she just moves on to star wars because she's already kind of thrown it out there that she's done after three and she might be a part of that wonder woman series or the amazon series or whatever oh yeah that's true um and then you know we all knew she was going to dip out at three i always wanted her to make justice league i thought she would have been great to take over for justice league and do you know her version which i thought would have been fantastic um i know that she came out and said that they nobody kind of even pays attention to joss whedon's version yeah. and she um, also she also stated that uh Wonder Woman 3 wouldn't have any additional superheroes unless they were important to the story. Yeah. So again, she's keeping her stuff kind of like isolated. And yeah, I think I think she'll just dip out after this and then maybe go make three Star Wars films. Who knows? I don't know what her thing is going to entail. If it's one movie, if it's multiple movies, we'll see. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she does star wars and then they're like hey uh we got a lot of women that need uh you know stuff at marvel do you want to come film a woman superhero movie at marvel i i wouldn't doubt it but you know i i just did kind of realize that the two batman related care well movies Mm -hmm. already have a HBO Max spinoff already. So they already have a yeah. relationship with HBO Max. So mm-hmm. I don't know if any Batman fans should necessarily be worried about this, but it does beg the question. I don't think Batman's going to be on HBO Max. I think it'll be in theaters. Well, and that's, that's the thing. If H- we're back to normal. WB slash HBO Max said this is a one year thing that they're not yeah. going to go past 2021. I think it's a little crazy to kind of assume that. Just because mm-hmm. if this does pop off, are you just going to cut yourself from all those subscribers and money? You know? Well, see, so I sent this to you. And I said how I don't think theaters are going... To, well, I have two... There's two things that kind of go hand in here. I think a lot of theaters are going to go under because of this year and next year because we don't know what's happening with COVID. And... Uh, I think what's going to happen is these streaming services are going to start buying movie theaters and start hosting their stuff there. So I think Netflix will start being a theater chain and they'll be like, oh, you know, our new releases that we're dropping next week, you can actually watch them a week or two early in our theaters and then they'll be on Netflix. You know what I mean? I think that's going to be the future. I don't think the movie theater experience is going to die. I just think streaming services are going to take over that movie theater experience. I I never thought that they were going to die either. Um, I saw there was like a huge Twitter discussion thinking that like, oh, uh, movie theaters are going to be the new like Broadway. So like you'll you'll be able to see a movie in theaters, but you'll have to pay like seventy five dollars for it. And I'm like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck? No, that's not going to that's not going to happen. Because when you go see Broadway, there's only one stage and you see it. Theaters yeah. have multiple screens. There's no reason yeah. to charge that much per seat, yeah. per ticket, whatever. Well, and I had also texted you this, that like with the news that came out last week, it, it was reported that in November, uh, HBO Max added 4 million subscribers. So let's just say 4 million by itself. Times 15, that's $60 million. And then times 12, if those people stay on for a whole year, that's $720 million that they just made off of that. Yeah. Joker 
that one movie of Joker made more profit than a year's worth of 4 million HBO subscribers. So there is no way I can see that theaters and movie production studios would get rid of that model. Yes, but also we have to remember that like people say that Netflix will eventually die because of everything else that's coming. I don't think it will, but you look at Netflix and they are successful. They are forever in debt, just like Amazon. They are like forever Mm -hmm. in debt. And I think that is like oddly the new like regular for streaming services. You kind of have, excuse me, you kind of have to push like so much content to make your streaming service like, hey, this is favorable for you. Come join us, Mm -hmm. make it look really great, you know, have great content and then just keep pushing it out. Even if you don't have that, like, oh, that magic number, you know, oh, if only we had that magic number, I think you just have to keep pushing, you know? Yeah. So it's 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 hard to see what is successful. We mm. we know that's not we know what's not successful, Quibi, but you know, yeah, yeah. Well, Quibi was stupid and gave people ninety days free. That's just <laughs> too much. Uh, I heard. I think it was you told me HBO killed their free thing, right? They don't have a free option anymore. They did kill it. They killed yeah. it that way. When people do get on HBO Max, they mm. will immediately get that revenue for nineteen or Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't see it being a, a long-term viable thing. And I don't know, like HBO Max, that's cool that it's doing stuff. I think the series is where it'll be successful. And I think is where if you keep things to series, that's more profitable because you can release one a week mm-hmm. and it forces them to stay on for at least three months because that's usually how long a series is. And so you get that revenue there, uh, especially if the show's long enough, uh, good enough. I don't think you should. I don't think the smart thing to do is to make these two hundred and fifty million dollar movies and throw them on HBO Max. I just don't think that's a smart business move. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens because like I just I've always questioned that. I was like, I don't see why. I understand people want to stay home, and it makes sense for twenty twenty one because we don't know where we're going to be with COVID. Like we just don't. Um, so and and. I feel like it's going to take a year for people to like get comfortable to just go back. I know some people are gonna be like, fuck yeah, the first day they're open, I'm there. Uh, but you know, there's going to be a lot of just a majority of the audience. Be like, I'm going to chill because you assholes that don't care about stuff are the people I'm worried about. Um, so I think that's going to be the big norm, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all we can really do is wait and see. There's gonna be a lot of stuff coming out, but yeah. you know, we'll see how it works. I just don't, I don't think, I don't think we will see Batman on HBO Max unless a new virus comes out and we're like, fuck, we haven't even got over a COVID and there's a new virus. Like what you can't even the step new alien virus. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens, but uh, speaking of that though, um, just a quick add on to that suicide squad. James Gunn has confirmed that his cut is done. Like it's yes. done and finished. So they're, they could stream it right now if they wanted to probably, cause he says it's done. So, uh, yeah, we'll be seeing that. But that date never changed, right? So that's six months out. So yep. we'll be seeing Suicide Squad in six months. So that'll be interesting. And I think James Gunn has a big, like, audience, like, online. So I think this he's he's going to kill it in this. 
like, oh, yeah. everything, like yeah. everybody go watch and you know it's gonna blow up and stuff and there's so many people in that movie they're all gonna tweet about it so there's gonna be so many people talking about that movie that's like for the first two weeks of that movie like yeah it's gonna be the hot thing online yeah which will be the probably the most unfortunate thing. And this is one of the things I think people are going to start realizing and hating about these streaming services is if you are on Twitter, you're going to basically need to delete the app because those people that watch it at midnight when you're going to actually go to bed and wake up the next morning and watch it later on in that night or during the weekend, they're going to post every cool thing on the fucking internet because they're going to screenshot their phone or take a photo from another phone to like bypass the freaking non able to screenshot on iPhones or whatever, you know, you're going to see all of this shit the next day or like hours after the movie comes out. So um, I think a lot of people would be pissed about that. At least when you go to theaters, like you have to have the balls to bring out your phone, record something and not get hit by the person that's right next to you. That fucking hates you for doing that. Yeah. So like, you know, when you're at home, Oh, do whatever the fuck I want. So It'll be interesting. But uh, for the most part, that's really uh, just news we wanted to talk about real quick because we didn't know if that uh, if we covered that. So HBO Max deal, pretty crazy. Uh, but I still expect to see Batman in theaters. Uh, moving on to Batman movies, uh, we have some sad news. And that is the Dark Knight character uh, or a character in the Dark Knight has passed away. A lot of people know him from the movie Friday. And he went by the name of Tiny, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. in Friday. Uh, he passed away at the age of 62. Now, do you have his actual name? Yes, his name is uh, Tommy Tiny Lister. He died yeah. at the age of 62. Uh, he was the, in the Dark Knight, he was the guy that ended up like the Joker killing him. And then uh, fucking... Uh, he gave. He, uh, that's when Heath Ledger broke the fucking pool stick, right? No, 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 no. You're that. That's uh, what's his name from Arrow? That's who. You, oh, uh, yeah, uh, white. yeah. No, he's the white. guy that throws the device out the window. He's like, you should have done this. Oh, that's right. Ago. He's the prisoner. He's it. the prisoner. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. So, uh, at the very yeah, end, of the so movie. he was big in Friday. He's he was in a lot of things actually. Oh yeah. So. But yeah, unfortunately, he did pass away at the age of 62, I think. Mm-hmm. 63, one of those. It was in the 60s, but he passed away. Um, so RIP to that legend. Um, and, you know, all the best to his family. Uh, and honestly, the only other news, I know there was a trailer for Batwoman. I didn't fucking watch it. So Me either I don't care. Um, uh, Joe Magnello. Uh, that's what i wanted to talk about i knew i forgot something so i did not have the chance to watch it today because i was Mm -hmm. called into work i'm still pissed about that uh been Mm -hmm. saying it for the past like fucking every five minutes (laughs) but uh but did you get the chance to read up on it uh i saw of course instagram people do it word for word um now do you have it pulled up because i don't want to mincemeat this yeah let me let me Sorry if you hear our typing, guys. I genuinely forgot about this. Um, so I wanted to get this pulled up, but I'm trying to find it because I saw it on Instagram. And I will say I was not actually happy about what I read. Oh, really? So, yeah, I wasn't happy. So it, for what while we're finding it, everybody, um, he talked about what Ben Affleck's story was going to be. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, he was talking about how 
uh, he was basically supposed to be like so, somebody. Somebody wrote it. I think it was Casey Walsh. He was he was uh-huh. kind of ranting about this. We we know him because of the scoops that he used to pull. He still does. Yeah, but he was pissed because apparently uh, Deathstroke was going to either attempt or supposed to kill somebody in Bruce Wayne's family. Yeah. Life. So th- this is the quote that I just found. Um, this is from Manganiello. He says it was a really dark story in which Deathstroke was like a shark or a horror movie villain that was dismantling Bruce's life from the inside. Man- Manganiello told Yahoo. It was a systematic thing. He killed everyone close to Bruce and destroyed his life to try to make him suffer because he felt that Bruce was responsible for something that had happened to him. What does that sound I don't like? like? What does that sound like? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. It, it almost, not saying that it is, because this is after the fact, of course, Mm-hmm. But it sounds a lot like the stupid shit we are reading in Batman right now. Like, oh, like Batman well, laughs, Joker. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it sounds a lot like that. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I do like the idea of like a horror film type villain. Because, you know, the old school, like, almost like Jason or mm-hmm. almost like Freddy, how you like it's constant. But sometimes there's a breather and then like, boom, he hits you again. And then it's mm-hmm. just over and over again. I think yeah. I would kind of like that. Although, like, it, would I like it in a Batman film? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the only place you can really do it. But I don't know. Um, I don't like this because I've. I've made this very clear on YouTube videos and on this podcast. I don't think Zack Snyder understands the character of Batman. I think he understands the aesthetic of Batman. I don't think he understands Batman. And and we've had that classic drunk Snyder quote of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Batman? Like mm-hmm. he would do whatever. Everybody knows about it. Um, and... My thing is, if this was Ben Affleck's version, obviously it's it's getting pulled from Snyder at the at the moment. If I'm not mistaken, they were kind of being written around the same time. Like Snyder was still involved here. Yes, and this was going to spin off. Yeah, because so, uh, I was going to read the second half of that quote real okay. quick. It says, uh, "Besides the game, Affleck's proposed storyline also bears strong similarities to Born Again, a classic arc from Frank Miller's run of Marvel's Daredevil." Uh. That was loosely adapted to the screen uh, in the third season of Netflix series. Um, mm-hmm. And Maganello said it was really cool, really dark, really hard. Um, I was really excited for it. And so was Snyder, who teased the Batman in the original version of the post credit scene that appears at the end of Justice League, where Deathstroke pays a visit to Lex Luthor. So for any of those who have read born again you know that the whole premise of born again was that uh what is her name the blonde girl in in the show you remember her right 
I know who you're talking about. I don't remember her name. Yeah, I, I don't remember her name either. But Maggie? No. Kate. I don't remember. Anyway, she knows Matt Murdock's secret identity. Like he she knows mm-hmm. Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Well, in the comics, she was going through a really rough time. She became a drug user. She became an addict. And she ran away mm-hmm. because she sold Matt Murdock's identity for mm-hmm. some drugs. Damn. Yeah. And the secret identity of Matt Murdock eventually got to Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And he killed everybody who knew who Matt Murdock was. Yeah. And then for like, I think a total of like a whole year just fucked with Matt Murdock. Yeah. The entire mm-hmm. time. And Matt couldn't, and then Matt couldn't do anything because he knew that if he did do anything, he would then confirm that he is Daredevil, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, I kind of see where they might have been going. Like, yeah. okay, Deathstroke is just gonna be that constant thing that fucks with with Batman. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, I'm I don't know, because of the way people were describing this thing. As like, oh, it was all going to take place in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really match up. So I'm not really sure no. what's going on with that, you know? So Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because from the original idea I heard, I heard that like 75% of the movie was going to take place in Arkham. Like, it was going to be a big portion of the movie. And he was just going to fight his way through Arkham. Yeah. And I was like, that is awesome. Maybe I'm saying maybe he was in the suit 75% of the time and not necessarily 75%. Yeah. Um, either way, like a big portion of the movie was supposed to be fighting his way through Arkham, like the movie Raid is yeah, what people. But yeah. Also, that could make sense because if he was 75% Batman in the entire film, he mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to take off the mask and really do anything because then you would confirm that he's Batman kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of in the aspect of Born Again. So, yeah maybe it could work maybe it could work yeah maybe i mean we'll we'll never know unless it gets made but my thing is i just don't like the like if if snyder was gonna go this whole route of making bruce good again and they say he wasn't gonna kill anymore because superman was gonna you know make him repent or whatever and then you're gonna have deathstroke going around and killing everybody that he loves like i would assume alfred would have to die because of why, why wouldn't alfred die so then alfred's gonna die and you're gonna tell me bruce is not gonna kill deathstroke like you know what i mean like yeah. it's that just wouldn't make sense to me because you start off with this character that kills then it was shittily done you know of him not wanting to kill anymore that's just my opinion uh it wasn't very strongly implied that he wasn't gonna kill anymore and then you're going to have this movie of Deathstroke killing all the people he loves, which he only has one person left. You know, we didn't get any significant others. Catwoman wasn't brought in. Like, you know what I mean? It would have yeah. just been Alfred. And unless you were going to try to like retcon, oh, Joker actually didn't kill Robin. It was Deathstroke. And like, then it's just like, well, then you just made Joker less. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just feel like the story in its current form wouldn't make sense because i don't think bruce has anything left 
unless you were going to have Deathstroke kill Superman again and kill Wonder Woman and kill all these other people. Because who else does he fucking care about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that would have worked, in my opinion, because that would have been the first Batman movie for Ben Affleck besides the Justice Leagues or Batman v Superman and Justice League. And in both of those movies, there was nobody he cared about. So, you know, like you would have to build up these relationships for a story like that to work. A sequel with Deathstroke killing people that he enjoys or likes is totally fine. I was like, all right, we've we've understood. There's a Dick Grayson. There's this person. There's that. But if you're going to start off with that, I think it kind of falls flat, kind of like Justice League did, where we just got all these people together and we're supposed to instantly care about them. And oh, they almost die and we're supposed to care and blah. And it just doesn't work. And um, that's why I don't like it. I just yeah. don't think the story itself would have worked. It would have been kind of like the next thing we're going to talk about with this Batman news that dropped today in the comics. So um, that's that's all we got for Manganiello. But the big news that dropped today, and Clay texted me this morning. I looked at my phone. I saw this photo, and I just put my phone down and went back to sleep because I was just like, <laughs> no, I, I no, this is fucking terrible. So DC confirmed today that we are getting a black Batman. We already knew this. We've seen art about this. But it is not Luke Fox. What the fuck? It's Tim. Tim Fox. You know, nobody fucking knows the who guy Tim is. that no one fucking cares about. Yeah. I was just like it was bad enough. I was already uh, this story was already hard enough to believe. Because Luke Fox has not been around at all. And he's Batwing. And there's another black Batman that should now, be Batman. Now you're going to make somebody who was once looked at, even as recent as like a month ago, mm -hmm. as a criminal Batman. Yeah. And I was wondering why Ridley was so adamant about bringing Tim into this story. Like, I never heard about Tim until Ridley was going to make a story. I didn't know there was a brother, Lucius. I knew there was a sister because I played the game in Telltale. Now, now the thing is, Tynan claims mm. that Tim is the first Fox that DC ever wrote. Mm -hmm. I still call that bullshit. Like, I don't think that's true. Tynan would also tell you that Ghostmaker is Batman's oldest rival. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. You know. So here's um, here's the thing. And and I'm I was hesitant to say this because me and Mark talked about this. He showed okay. me first. Uh the email for us reviewers came in late. We we're supposed to mm -hmm. usually get these things like the night before. We didn't get it until like an hour before the announcement. Um he messaged me with the photo and i think not only is this stupid just because but as i said you take a stereotypical unfortunate stereotypical guy he is a black criminal mm -hmm. no history and then you say Love him because he's Batman. Care for yeah. him because he's Batman. You want to know about this journey because he's Batman. I I couldn't give two shits about this guy. Yeah. 
I don't give a shit about him because I don't even fucking know who he is. Yeah. Like, like cause, I, cause I DC, at least know Luke. I think DC wants us to be like, it's Tim. Oh my God. I got to know. I got to know. How did he become Batman? Yeah. Like, but that's not like, I literally read a tweet just before we started talking about this mm-hmm. that said, uh, was, uh, from an old friend of mine. Uh, he said, I, I only read Bruce Wayne, uh, batman stories and sometimes Mm -hmm. i'll i'll go i'll even go for the occasional uh dick grayson batman yeah but he straight up said like this does not interest me whatsoever and he said he said i only read bruce wayne as batman i wouldn't even attempt to buy a dick grayson batman book so that definitely means i'm not reading a tim fox or whatever yeah and then yeah. somebody tried to like make him feel bad and hit him with, "Oh, so you're anti pro diversity?" Mm-hmm. Anti pro diversity. Okay, that's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, you know that that's counterproductive. It would just be your anti diversity. Yeah. Like, God, that guy's stupid. <laughs> your anti pro diversity. That's that's a fucking redundant. <laughs> that's redundant. God, that's why I don't get on Twitter. That's so fucking stupid god you're anti-pro-life like what like it makes no fucking sense um anyways like look we've on this podcast have said why we think black batman's not going to work because they have not been building this up at all at all it's still not in the main batman story still i have not seen luke fox but i've seen luke fox more in Catwoman than I've seen him in Batman. Yeah. And it's not even Luke Fox now. How are you going to explain that one, okay, uh, was Tim doing his criminal stuff with the League of Assassins recently? Was he training for the last, uh, I don't know, I haven't even heard of him, so let's just say 20 years that he's not been in DC. Um, Like, at least Luke Fox, I could be like, okay, he was somewhat a disciple of batman and you know he's he's gonna ditch the techie suit for a regular suit which i will say at least this makes sense because i was saying how the fuck is luke going to use a techie suit this whole time and then just switch to a regular batman suit it makes no sense to me but now they're like oh well we got that planned it's tim instead and i'm just like well that's just stupider at least I could have been like, you could have at least with Luke been like, no, Batman has to stand for this. Like, people know Batwing as much as that's a lie. But he could be like, Batman needs to be this, and I will have to don this suit to be Batman. Like, you can do that cheesy line. You know what I mean? It works. Yeah. Because the the cow is always meant to be passed down. Yeah. And um, so that would have been the thing. But for Tim to just come out of nowhere? And be Batman? Like, Ridley must have a son named Tim, or he promised somebody he knows that's named Tim. I will tell you this right now. Every Tim I've ever met sucks. So this Tim is going to suck. I'm sorry if your name's Tim. I hope you are a very nice guy and you can break the stereotype that I've met. But every Tim I have met in my life 
has been a colossal asshole. And that's just from personal experience. So I'm waiting to meet a Tim that is nice. But you know what? Both of these Tims started off really nice, and they turned out to be deceiving assholes. So I'm not excited to see a Tim Batman, just from personal experience. But just <laughs> it, this story hasn't been built well. We've talked about this a million times. And, and now, yeah. I will play devil's advocate with that. So if you were unaware... Future State's timeline is fucked. Uh, yeah, for sure. If you look at it, the timeline of books that are all coming out within the same month are either years, decades, or millennia's difference between everything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like a linear thing that's like, oh, you start with this one, and it goes here, and it goes here, and it goes here, and it all ends, like, within a six month period no like uh the next batman and the uh the dark detective those are on a similar timeline but like the superman stuff happens like hundreds of years or like a hundred years after or whatever like mm -hmm. after batman the swamp thing is like a millennia afterward of course immortal wonder woman is like when everything is dead and gone yeah like there's just so much to this fucking timeline so i don't think we're supposed to know too much which mm -hmm. okay but to get me to invest in your character you have to prove to me that it's worth reading yeah yeah and just saying batman plus black batman equals immediate love like it you need to grasp me. You need to grasp mm -hmm. me. And, and you're doing nothing to do that. Like, okay, Tim Fox, how am I supposed to believe that he is Batman? Oh, well, that's why you're supposed to buy the book, Clay. Well, yeah. it's not going to get me to buy number one. Yeah. Yeah. If you told me this was Duke Thomas, I'd buy this book. Yeah. If it was Duke Thomas, I would buy this book because I've been even reading if, about Duke for the last eight years. Even if it was Luke we would at least be like, okay, let's see how it happens. Yeah. Showing me that it's Tim, yeah. this out of nowhere guy. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's it. That's why I saw that text message. And I was like, hmm. just put my phone down. I was like, well, I'll just rant about it on the podcast because <laughs> this is... I just, I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous that I honestly don't even care. Like, because I was already not sold on Luke, but I was willing to read. Yes. Now I just Same. don't care. Same. Now I just don't I, care. I will say this. I was going to purchase every issue number one of Future State physically mm -hmm. to help boost the numbers for Future State to hopefully get Future State books in the future. Yeah. Which, by the way, Suicide Squad is confirmed a Future State centered story is going to mm -hmm. be coming out in March. So. There you go. Um, but with this, like, it's getting me less and less excited for it. Like, I'm I'm not, I'm probably not going to purchase that book. Yeah, I don't plan on purchasing anything. Although, I, like, I made a statement, and I think it's pretty much confirmed, is the only thing I think that's going to make it out of Future State is Yara from Wonder Woman. Yes. Because she's gorgeously drawn. She's a Latina. 
and people are absolutely loving Wonder Woman and a person I, of color Wonder Woman, they're down. I have already seen like 10 uh, uh, Yora Floors freaking yeah. cosplays already. Yeah. Just imagine like, had we not been in COVID, that would have probably been the hot CCXP cosplay. Oh, dude. Because it's in Brazil. Like, so yeah. you'd have all these Brazilians dressing up like Yara. Like That would be... That's something so, to look forward to, actually. Like, yeah. I'm excited. So I think, I think she is going to be the only thing that makes it out of Future State. Of course, when they revamp everything, she's probably just going to always be... She's going to be like Wonder Woman's Robin going forward or something like that. Yeah. I feel like they'll do something like that. And she'll probably get more praise than fucking Cassie or Cassandra or whatever the fuck that other one's Or called. even Donna. Um, yeah, yeah, fucking... But and I think that's good though. Like I, I want a person of color to be like the main sidekick, and hopefully again. I mean, what I in our lifetime we're not going to see that progression, but you know, at least seeing more Yara would be cool. Yeah. Whether it is just like she's always in the Wonder Woman book or whatever. Like, I think that would be interesting. Um, but yeah, for the most part, this whole Tim thing, I just there is going to yeah. be a Titans Academy. The, the one that's in Future State, there is going to be mm-hmm. a uh, an ongoing series with that as well. That okay. will include a Red X in that story. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I mean, I, I don't I don't really have anything to say. Like, I just <laughs> I just I, I I was on board and now I'm off. Like, I just don't care. We're going to read it. We're going to cover it. But it yeah, it's, but sense. as far as purchasing it, it's it's you you will. So here's here's another thing. The only thing that I have seen from uh uh what's the writer's name? Freaking uh, Ridley. Ridley, is mm-hmm. that other history of the DC universe, and that thing was horribly lettered, yeah. to the point where it was like, a it was a coffee book. Mm-hmm. like a coffee table book it wasn't like an actual comic so like i just looked at the pictures and then closed it i didn't read anything it was like horrible yeah. and i hope that that's not like a predecessor to like hey this is what his comics are gonna look like because that'd mm-hmm. be horrible i don't want to read stuff like that yeah that would be pretty terrible because i saw some of that too um but i mean i guess we'll have to wait and see on that i hope if you guys are hearing an annoying ticking that's happening it's my fucking discord <laughs> keeps popping off uh sorry about that but I, anyways I uh, on my phone just ding, ding, ding. yeah it's like somebody's like talking about <laughs> stuff and i'm just like oh sorry i didn't mean to have that open on my la- on my computer uh so yeah that's it uh now we're gonna jump over to two shorts that me and clay accidentally i read one that i thought he read and then he didn't read one that he thought he was gonna read so <laughs> Tell me about this one that you are saying okay. is complete shit. So this comes from the Death Metal tie-in. We haven't been reading Death Metal, but this is called The Last Stories of the DC Universe. So mm. I was like, hmm, I'm going to give this one a chance. It's going to be an anthology book, so there's going to be multiple stories in it. And for the most part, I think when I was doing... So what I ended up doing is I read each one and I graded each one on a 1 to 10 scale. Mm-hmm. All of them hit about the 7 to 7.5 range. The Batman story that's in here, written mm-hmm. by Cecil Castellucci, got a big whopping 4.5. It was horrible. So what happens in it? So, emo Batman 
is wanting mm-hmm. to get the family together for the last time and have a discussion, you know, just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman straight up tells Barbara if anybody survives this last fight, he hopes that it's her. Okay. And Cecil has it said in such a way that it almost is like Batman doesn't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like the tone of how everything is read is like, hey, if anybody survives, I hope it's you. I really don't hope it's Damien. Or like, you know, it really sounds yeah. like he's about to say something like that. Mm-hmm. So the dialogue is atrocious. Freaking um, Cecil makes Dick Grayson out to be this like person that just really wants to get some tail from Barbara. Mm hmm. Like on the last night on Earth, basically. Yeah. And, and she's like, I need to stay focused. I need to study battle strategies. I I I I can't have my last night thinking of you, or you're gonna get me distracted and we're all mm-hmm. gonna die. Even though they're all planning on dying anyway. Doesn't really yeah. make any sense. And like Dick Grayson has this like one thing that he just really needs to tell her, and she doesn't want anything of it. Mm-hmm. And so they finally get together with Batman. Uh, and he literally says, let me see if I can get to it. Uh, he Is it on the final page or no, no, no. He basically says, uh, when they get together, you know, he, he's basically tells them he's cause he says this multiple times, get to the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Cecile keeps making Batman say this. He's like, get to the yeah. end. We don't, I don't want to have these mushy conversations get to the end. Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to Barbara and Nightwing. They're talking and they're again, starting to have an argument and Batman comes up and says enough, skip to the end where it's resolved because I need you in the headspace right now. Mm-hmm. And Dick Grayson says, the end okay marry me barbara she says wait is that where what what were you talking about and she says is that where we wanted to end and he says don't you and she says yes i guess so and then batman literally does the cross in between Mm -hmm. them and says by the power vested in me by nobody you're married done cool (laughs) that was batman's dialogue Uh uh-huh yeah this i'm looking at the pages right now and then they're like yay we're married but if we live let's not get married like what yeah that's basically what they say like it's null and void if if they live uh okay it doesn't sound like we stand to live right now blah 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 yeah if we could be married for tonight if you want i want blah blah I I don't know. I don't care. It it, um, it was horrible. It was absolutely atrocious. Like, I don't care what you say. Cecile Castellucci is a horrible writer. It doesn't matter that she's a woman. She just doesn't know how to write. Like, that's just... <laughs> okay? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, Fuck. she wrote... Fifth, like, what she, she wrote, like, 30 issues of Batgirl and nothing happened. Like, that's just the truth. Was she the one in the last one? Yeah, she was the she was the right like from the moment Batgirl started to do the whole you're the villain with like the Oracle uh yeah. 
robot clone thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's where her started. That's where she started. So she started at the beginning of the year yeah. in 2020 or the end of 2029, last- right? Uh, 2019. 2019. Yeah. 2029. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and then she uh, went all the way through 2020, and yeah. she's just a horrible writer. Like it, it just like I, I don't want her to write any, any books. Like it's just bad. Well, it doesn't make sense that Barbara's wearing her old Batgirl suit. That makes no sense. Yeah, because she has a new one in her current run. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But and she also has him dating somebody. She Barbara's dating somebody else. She's dating Bard right now. Yeah, so. it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And I will say this: if you read the entire thing, like I said, everything else was about a seven, seven, seven point five. I actually enjoyed reading Superman for the first time in three years. Like mm-hmm. that's a huge thing for me. So, yeah. like. I I will say if you have the opportunity to purchase it and read it, do so. Just skip the Batman story. Yeah, I don't know. That looked pretty terrible. Uh, Batman did. He looked like me in a Batman suit. Like he looks so, so unintimidating. St- yeah, yeah. He just uh, he looks awful. Um, and I don't know. It's I don't give a shit about metal. It's such a terrible series, and so is the current Batman run. Um. And it's funny because, like, I actually met another fellow Batman fan today because, like, I went to go just as a side tangent, but it's always interesting meeting other big Batman fans. And my cousin was like, oh, yeah, this is my friend so-and-so, and and he likes, he's a big Batman fan, too. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, I got a tattoo. I just don't know what I'm going to do with it, blah, blah, blah. And he asked me, like, oh, what are your thoughts on Pattinson? He was like, because I'm kind of on the fence. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, that's interesting. I was like, I think he's going to be good. I was I'm just kind of tired of the realism Batman. Like I want to see Clayface. I want to see fucking, you know, these other campy people would say campy characters, but done right. Well, yeah, no, and, like, um, I just on a side note to that, when mm-hmm. you say like wacky, you know, comic book stuff. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp is coming out with a movie called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah, that's the title of the movie. That is fucking mm-hmm. wacky and comic booky. Yeah. I need something like that with fucking Batman. I don't need that because, like, when you, like Marvel, no, I, I Marvel aesthetic and Batman doesn't mix, in my well, opinion. Yeah, yeah, I don't need Batmania or anything. Yeah, but like, get a little bit closer. You know, I I just need like I'm trying to think because all the ba- all the DC movies right now have been so serious. Um, I'm trying to think of a Marvel movie that could make sense. Like, Freaking- I just don't know. Winter Soldier. You know what? I need Spider. I need Ramsey Spider. Ramsey Spider Man with that kind of villain for Batman. Ooh, Spider Man Two. Ram. Uh, Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah. That, fuck that Batman. Would be, that would be because awesome. <laughs> that's it's a campy character, but you took him serious. You took Doc Ock serious. That's Dude, what I need. If so, Sam Raimi could make a Batman movie, fuck. so that's what needs to happen. Um. But yeah, for the most part, like it was interesting talking to the Batman. So he was on the fence about that. And then uh, I was just asking him just about other stuff. Um, like it's interesting because there there are Batman fans that are only into the entertainment stuff because I told them about the black Batman stuff. And he was like, oh, interesting. He's like, I didn't know that wasn't going to happen. I was like, yeah. And, um, you know, he started talking about some other stuff. But it was very interesting. Like he had some ideals of Batman that were interesting. But for the most part, like 
yeah, man, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody that's really giving a shit outside of movies right now about Batman, which is kind of sad um, because a lot of the comics have been atrocious. I feel like I got off on a tangent there, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> anyways, the story that Clay didn't read that I read was actually in this winter special. If you guys don't know, DC does these like um, seasonal issues of random ass stories. This one's called DC's Very Merry Multiverse. And so it has a bunch of different people writing this. Now, this was actually uh, the Batman story in here. It was called Gris Christmas by Gaslight. And it's by John Lehman as the writer. And then the artist is just called Danny. I don't know who that is. Um, but I've seen Danny a couple of times. Um, anyways, so we actually got to go to Earth-19, which apparently, according to Scott Snyder, does not exist anymore. Yeah. So um, I'm glad this person said, fuck Scott Snyder. And Earth-19 still exists because Earth-19 is fantastic. And I feel like you could write a whole Batman series on Earth-19. I would buy that over the current Batman run right now. Uh, Layman could start writing an Earth-19 series right now, and I would buy it over the current Batman run um, because this was cool. So this takes place on Christmas Eve, and the story centers around somebody. So it's basically Plastic Man. Plastic Man is trying to steal something. And he's trying to steal the first, like, they call it uh, uh, carriages without horses. You know, they're cars. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, there's uh, every year Bruce Wayne and this other millionaire uh, try to outdo each other with charity. So this other millionaire had got this new carriage that does not require horses. It's a fucking car. And he was going to deliver toys to the kids. Like, that was the big thing. So Plastic Man... Uh, who was named, I think, uh, O'Brien, Earl L. O'Brien. Uh, I don't know Plastic Man's real name, but he's called O'Brien. Yeah. Is O'Brien. Yeah. So he's called O'Brien in this, and he's going to steal this. And you, like he like goes under the car, and he freaks out the guy, and he takes the car, and he goes away. And um, the, the big thing here was that it didn't snow on Christmas Eve, and everybody's like, how the fuck is it Christmas Eve and there's no snow? Obviously, you haven't been to Texas during December. Um, but anyways, so Batman shows up and he, of course, this is all Gothic vibes. If you guys don't know, this is like 1800 style Batman. Very so steampunk. everything's very, yeah, very steampunk. And so Batman shows up, plastic man's like, who the, what, why are you working tonight? Like who works on this? And of course, Batman's like, justice doesn't take a day off. So like, you know, he starts fighting plastic man, plastic man's being all goofy. And then Mr. Freeze comes out of nowhere saying that he wants this car and like it's a badass steampunk mr freeze like he has a big old submarine helmet he has a big old suit with this gun with the hoses on it it just looks really cool and everybody's like oh shit and he does like he's fighting with batman and plastic man and they cause this big explosion and what happens is freeze essentially blew up the car and it sent all the toys flying in the air, spread them across Gotham, and his freeze bomb made it snow as well. So it was just like a nice Christmas story that kids all cool. got toys, and Mr. Freeze and this battle caused it to snow in Gotham on Christmas Eve. And what happens is O'Brien's like, oh man, you got me. And Batman's like, well, since your mishap actually made things good, and kids, everybody still got their toys, and it's snowing in Gotham, I'm going to let you go. And he's like, you're not going to beat me or anything. And he's like, no, not tonight. But just to let you know, like 
being good suits you, maybe think about this next time you're going to do something bad. So essentially putting Plastic Man, who we know as a hero, on the right path. I thought that was kind of a cool story. It's a Christmas story. And, you know, we get to see Plastic Man start out as bad and he becomes good. Which is actually his origin, so. Oh, really? Yeah, Plastic Man was originally a thief. Um, okay. And through an accident of him trying to steal something, uh, got him uh, in a basically a, you know, toxic waste type thing again, yeah. uh, but it made him stretch. And he thought it was an opportunity that he could use to help him steal things. And I forgot if I don't know if Batman was actually involved, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he eventually turned good. So it, it yeah. goes along with his origin. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was a really good one. Uh, the next thing we got is Batman Black and White. Now, first impressions on Black and White. Uh, the first story? Any of them. Oh. Uh, the whole thing together. The whole thing together. Um, I, I like some and I hated others, dude. <laughs> um yeah i feel like people got too so tynan ultra ultra tynan's first story Mm -hmm. bullshit it was stupid the i Uh, i hated that one no the very first story was about a member of the league of assassins having one it was one punch man but like the opposite of what actually one punch man can do Mm -hmm. and like you and the actually, art's horrible. The art is horrible, but you actually see the the ninja like super excited and giddy and happy that he got mm-hmm. to punch Batman. Like yeah. that's stupid. It, it yeah, was, so, it was so stupid. To play devil's advocate on the understanding of the story, the art's terrible in my opinion. It's manga. It's manga style art. He's too into anime. I'm really into anime right now. Like really into anime. But I would not fucking spread that onto Batman like Tynan's doing. Um, but with this, the so the whole story is this League of Assassins ninja. His only goal, according to Ra's al Ghul, was to land a punt to hit Batman. And that was his biggest thing. And he, he does end up hitting Batman, and then Batman knocks him the fuck out. And he's like, oh, I've never felt so much peace before. And I can't wait to feel that peace again because I am part of the demon's hand. And so the concept behind this is that the demon's hand never dies, right? Rachel Ghoul never dies. And everybody that is a part of the League of Assassins is also part of the demon's head or the demon's body. And so the people that fight Batman are the demon's fists. And the point of all these ninjas and stuff that are not as good on ba- as good as Batman, they're not on his level. They're going to get hit their ass beat by Batman is just to wear him down. All they need to do is get one punch. And over time, there will be so many punches that the detective will eventually be worn down. So that aspect, I kind of like. Because at least it gives somewhat of a reason on why these people constantly want to get their ass kicked by Batman. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Batman's literally beat some people's asses and they're like, I'm done. I'm going good. Like, And then he gives them a job. Like, that's usually what happens. But it, it makes sense that the demon's head has been brainwashed so much that they're just like, eventually, one day, one day, we're going to beat the Batman. And so to play devil's advocate, I'd like that. But 
the art was so bad because it's one, it's black and white. If I think maybe if freaking if more this colored this, if if this could have been okay. color, if this was in color, it would have been a Riley Rosmo yeah. art. If you remember so. Riley Rosmo, he's the one that did the Martian Manhunter book. He's mm. the one that does a lot of this, like the very creepy cartoon. He did the whole uh, Robin King story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what I this that. is, but with black and white. So yeah. for, I will say this, the only one that I didn't like, because again, lettering was horrible and you got lost in the dialogue mm-hmm. was Sisyphus. The one uh, where it was like basically a giant poem, and at the very end, it's like my city. Or God oh yeah, that one sucks. That was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. I now, think. Come on, Emma, you got to bring more to the table. I think I really. Too? Oh my God, you're letting me down. We don't get that many chances. I know. Come on, Latinos got to stand up. I I enjoyed. Like I felt like weight was just an homage to just like Batman like just like throughout the ages because you literally got from the creation to Batman to current Batman. And it felt a There's little a pearl one. Yeah. That's the one yeah, where the, that pearl, one was good. the pearls like turn into the germs. And I was like, yeah. is he talking about COVID? Oh God. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that one had some really good art. I really enjoyed the art in that one. And I really liked, um, I liked the ending of uh, Paul Dini's book. It, uh, the entire the entire story was a callback to Grant Morrison's run on Batman because mm-hmm. we have the man bat assassins uh, okay. that that are from Talia. Mm-hmm. And these assassins actually went rogue. And because their entire like, I guess, mission was to like defeat Batman, like yeah. they they became so infatuated with it that they were going to defeat Batman to become like the protectors of Gotham. Like Mm -hmm. that was a little out there, but I do like just because of the fucking visual at the very end Mm -hmm. of fucking swamp thing coming out. Yeah. It looked gorgeous with Adam Kubert's Mm -hmm. art. So I think overall, I think my favorite would be the one with the pearls, which is weight. That's the, yeah. the title of that one. Uh, and then I liked the ending of Deanie's book. G. Willow Wilson was okay, but there just wasn't really a whole lot to it. You know, that's the one with uh, Killer Croc. I enjoyed that one. I really liked that one because I don't know what it is, but people know how to do Killer Croc really well in small doses. Yes. Like yes. he has really good small dose stories. And the reason why I like this is because I love different perspective comic books. And it doesn't mean I like campy-ass Batman. No, that's not what I mean. I like seeing another side to villains that we don't normally see. Because I think every villain, as, bat- as much as they are villainous, minus the Joker, I think he's the one that doesn't count, I think all villains have something, not necessarily a person, something they care about. And... With Killer Croc, it's always seemed like it's been a woman that he, that has not seen him as a monster that he really cares about in his stories that are really good. And this was, I 
it was giving like Stockholm syndrome vibes, mm-hmm. you know, because everybody's like, oh, and Batman even says it. He was like, look, I know you're trying to sympathize because Wayland's cooking this girl, uh, Killer Croc's cooking this woman dinner, and there's a dead guy in his living room. And Batman's like, all right, he killed this person. Stay here. I'm going to go beat him up and then we're going to save you. And she ends up hitting Batman with a frying pan and she's like, run. And Killer Croc jumps out the window and he gets. I don't know how he gets caught by the GCPD, to be honest. He's yeah. fucking Killer Croc. Um, and Batman's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's all like, he never hurt me. He's never wanted anything from me. Just He just wanted to talk. And he's like, all right, you're one of those crazy people. He's like, there's a dead body. He's literally like, there's a dead body in the room. And she's like, he's not perfect. <laughs> So, like, I absolutely love that. Like, because, you know what? Like, I I genuinely have a couple friends that are those people that can see past people's worst qualities and still try to find the humanity in people. I think they're crazy at it's, times. It's but, that stereotype of women just like, oh, I can fix him. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no, I genuinely have some friends that are like, look, like, they – they're able to sympathize that people have had fucked up lives and they know that their fucked up lives have caused them to be fucked up. And I sometimes wish I could be more like that, but sometimes I'm like, some people are just bad. You know, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. Um, But they're, you know, like this woman is just like, no, like he's not perfect, but he's still somebody. And so she's, you can tell she cares for Croc and it's very interesting. So they both get arrested and Croc's like, no, don't take her. Don't take her. And then she, this is kind of where it gets kind of weird and freaky. And the cop's like, okay, lady, get the hell out of here. But she's all like, Waylon, I didn't like the man. I like the beast. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the cop's like, whoa, get, get in there. <laughs> He's like, get out of here. And then Batman's just all like, you know, this was interesting because, you know, this is what uh, Killer Croc says. He's like, my concern, my concern you get to take off your cow at the end of the day and be a man. Uh, what do I get, huh? What do I get? And Batman's like, uh, he gets the first part right. He was like, I can take off the cow. Uh, he's wrong about the second part, though. He's wrong about what lies underneath. So Batman's saying, Dude, I'm not a man that, underneath. That line felt like the ending of an episode of the animated series. Like, it felt yeah. like something that that kevin conroy would say at the very end you get the small panel back the screen goes to black like it felt like okay that's good now i will i will say it's surprising coming out of g willow wilson it really is yeah because her wonder woman run was not great but also something that we still have not talked about a little bit of comic book news the Mm -hmm. first woman and woman of color to be on a batman ongoing series detective comics is Mariko Tamaki. Now, I will say, she is not writing the best Wonder Woman story either right now. She's writing Wonder Woman Vice City, and it's just Mm -hmm. like, but, yeah. How can nobody write a good Wonder Woman story? It blows my mind. I don't know. (laughs) Because, like, the question that you always ask I want to see Tom King do it, and if he fails, then it's impossible. So, so you asked me a question a long time ago, like almost Mm -hmm. two years ago now. What would make that one good Wonder Woman story? Mm-hmm. And I could never think about it because I'm like, okay, I think you need to take Wonder Woman almost 
like how Donny Cates is taking Thor. Mm-hmm. Get out of the outside world. Go back to Themyscira. Go to your Greek roots. I think but people have tried that. They have. I just I think you need somebody like a Donny Cates. Now I'm I'm not saying Donny Cates, but mm-hmm. I'm saying somebody like a Donny Cates to give it that voice and that oomph for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because this stuff that she's dealing with now is just so boring and it's just like it's it's not creative and it's not giving me yeah. like what I want, you know? You need to See, I think Tom King, uh, everybody's like, oh, here he goes again on Tom King. Um, <laughs> like, we know Tom King involved, he loves mystery, and he loves, like, a good detective story. I think you need somebody that can write a good mystery with Wonder Woman involving her stuff, and then maybe, like, it's kind of like what Patty Jenkins did in her first movie, where Ares is hidden within somebody she thinks is good. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a bigger thing. And maybe it needs to involve an important death or something. But, like, you really need somebody to be able to capture the badassness of Wonder Woman, the hopefulness of Wonder Woman, the love of Wonder Woman, and just overall an amazing story. And I think people pick one. They're like, all right, she's just going to be a badass. Or, oh, uh, she's just going to be hopeful. Or, you know what? We're just going to write about love. And yeah. it's like, no, she's all of those things. And people forget that with Batman. People forget he's the world's greatest detective. And we just get fight, fight, fight. And yep. can't be Batman. And it's like, no, dude, he's a fucking detective. Like, give us a good detective story. Mm-hmm. And and that you know, I'm really hoping. I haven't read any interviews yet. Uh, I don't think she's done much of anything. Because, like, it hasn't, like officially officially been like solicited they've just mm-hmm. announced it but uh i want mariko tamaki to do a detective story like a legitimate detective story we did get a hint of her writing on batman uh 1027 she was the mm-hmm. very last book and that team her and dan mora are gonna be the ongoing creative team on detective comics yeah. I'm buying it for fucking Dan Mora. Like I'm I'm straight up gonna mm-hmm. be buying it. But yeah. it's also in hopes and in support of a female person of color being the first person to be on a Batman solo book. Yeah, no, this is a really big thing. I wanna say we mentioned this two or three podcasts ago. Uh because I wanted Cam- uh Cammy to yeah. be on the main Batman title. And now we're getting, uh, you know, a person of color on the detective run. And it's, it's insane because it's been 80 years. And I want to kind of be fair and also say that Batman, when it comes to long-term writers, they've all probably been white. Even the males. I don't think there's I don't know if there's been a person of color that has written a long term Batman run. They I don't might know. have all been white. I'll I'll have so, to look into it. Because Ridley would not count if you're gonna try to say that. He's not writing the long term Batman run as no. far as we know. Yeah. Because no. Tynan's coming back. Um there have been people of color that have got to write Batman, but not like, hey, we're gonna give you fifty issues of a Batman yeah. run. Uh as far as we know, uh 
Tamaki, is that how you say your last name? Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably going to get 20 plus issues. So, I mean, that's big. That's a year at least. Yeah. Or that's multiple years. Um, well, so if, if it stays bi-weekly, weekly, then it's a year. Yeah. 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 So uh, I, I'm interested. Uh, Dan Mora art. Fantastic. So she's getting a good artist. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I wish her the best because that's what I've wanted. I want a different that I think that's the new blood we need. Yeah. And if it's female or whatever, I don't care. Like, I just think we need new blood on Batman. Um, I'm tired of like, oh, yeah, I'm so and so's best friend. So I'm getting this title. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm way more excited about Detective going forward than I am the main title. Because oh, again, yeah. So fucking Tynan, oh, I got the next four years planned. Like, oh, God. Like, I hope Tom King's uh, Batcat 2. I'll take it. Fuck. Um, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, so that was um, Black and White. Out of out of all of that, yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, Willow Wilson's, and I love the Pearl story. Uh, I love the Pearl story more for the art. Yeah. But sure. um, Willow Wilson, I just love when somebody takes – a B or C list Batman character and does something with them. I'm tired of Joker every fucking time. Oh, random ass thing. I saw this as a rumor, but Matt Reeves apparently going to tease the Joker in his first film. I hate that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Jesus. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, I'm hearing that it might even be the post credit scene. I think it came from RPK. I think RPK said that. So if RPK said it, he's pretty credible. You know, he's had some hits or misses, but I mean, RPK has been hitting on all cylinders for the last week. So yeah. So uh, if he's saying uh, from from I saw this on Instagram, but I want to say their source was RPK. Uh, but yeah, I think um, he said that we will be getting Joker in Matt teased in Matt Reeves's. So that means already the sequel is going to have Joker. And I'm just like, give me fucking Clayface. Give me somebody like fucking tired of these people. Like there's just so many characters, man. We'll talk about this until the end of time. Like, But speaking of detective, because we were talking about Tamaki. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on. I will say this. Uh, freaking Brad Walker. I've loved his his art. Mm-hmm. Last uh, next issue is going to be his last. Really? 1033 will be his last because that is the last of the year. And then we will be immediately going into Tamaki's run after 1033 because we will see the future state stuff in Mm -hmm. January and February. Then March comes. That's when we will see Dan Mora. I love Dan Mora. I will, I will do anything for Dan Mora. I'm just going to say that right there. Um, but I really enjoy this Batman. I, I've said it ever since the beginning when we saw the Arkham Knight. You know, the glossy eyes, just the look of him, like everything. I've loved this art. And it's gonna see him, it's gonna be sad seeing him go. But what did you think of issue 1032? I enjoyed this issue because Damien got put in his place. Fucking and I've been saying I wanted that. <laughs> um and you know, Damien's a little asshole, you know. And every once in a while, I think he needs to be put in his place. Uh, you would have more knowledge on me than this, but has John ever put him in his place? Yes and no. Um, more so out of like John was like being picked on. Well, no, no, no. Actually, no, no, no. 
no, no, I'm thinking this the other way. So John was being picked on, and then Damien was like, hey, fuck those kids and like fuck yeah. them up. But yeah, no, no, uh, John has not put him in his place. But uh, they have been, te- DC has been teasing some sort of uh, confrontation between Damien and John before this whole future state thing because they are best friends and now he has heard that Robin is no longer in the Teen Titans and he no longer wants to be Robin anymore. So maybe we'll see something. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, But no, I enjoyed this story. Yeah, Brad Walker is amazing. It sucks because I don't know if Tynan ruined this, if COVID ruined this, but Brad Walker told me that he was going to be back on Batman and that the Arkham Knight was going to come back. And it never happened. No. Because I do just want to throw this out there. I own the second ever sketch of Arkham Knight. Just throwing that out there. I got it at Comic-Con. So uh, <laughs> he to- he, that's from him. He was like, oh, this is a second request ever for Arkham Knight. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, so number two, baby. Uh, but anyways, uh, his art's amazing. This story was really cool because I love Hush's way at getting back at the family here or getting back at batman through the family so because like i i find he's so creepy he's so fucking creepy dude because so what's happening here is hush has made everybody's vocal cords fucked up where they can't scream or they can't talk he's a surgeon he's a like one of the world-class doctors in the world so he he can do this like it's in his realm and uh, this is a man that took Selena Kyle's heart out of her body and was able to keep her alive. Like, it, he's that crazy. Um, anyway, so he's like the whole group is tied up, and Batman's over here trying to find Damien. He's doing his actual detective stuff. Like, there was some detective shit happening here on how he found Damien. Uh, he has this whole scrum with Damien. But while this is happening, Hush is making calls to people and he's like hey i got a blood match for you and i got some organs for you he says that he is going to take out the bat family but also kind of like he he's gonna take them apart to where not even bruce wayne can put them back together because he's going to donate their organs or sell their organs to other people that match and need those organs yeah yeah that's fucking diabolical it's creepy dude like it like we talked about like the whole like oh horror film villain for deathstroke it's hush yeah it's fucking like this is absolutely insane now i would have kind of expected something like this from like professor pig you know being the person that chops up shit but like this makes so much sense like sense it's so creepy it's so like Oh fuck. Like to the yeah. point where he he ties down fucking uh Jason. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you like just I, I'm uh you don't have any like anesthesia or anything, but I've drugged you up like so much uh with chloroform. It's basically the same thing. I'm like, no, it's not. Like it's yeah. not. And yeah, it's not. It, like he is so fucked up in the head. And it's so good. Yeah. And so, like, you have that craziness going on. Uh, there's a little sidebar with the detective that's running for mayor uh, is getting a glass eye. 
He has a temper tantrum when the, he finds out that the person that paid for this amazing glass eye is Bruce Wayne. And he's like, get out of my eye. Get it out of there. He's like freaking out. And the doctor's like, what the fuck are you doing, Basically, bro? He's like, I will I'm, not be bought. Yeah, I'm not going to be yeah. bought by the, the rich people of Gotham. Yeah. And I'm like, and now I don't remember the conversation that they were having on the boat. Like, I, mm. I, I genuinely don't. So I can't remember if Bruce had any type of intentions or made him believe that kind of thing. Or yeah. if this is just like one of those throwaway lines that's like, oh, this goes well with the times, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like I might have been a little too much for him to like just freak out like that. Yeah. And, I can and I'm sure it's supposed it. to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very intentional. Um, I did like that he said that he's gotten attached to the eye patch because it makes him feel like he's wearing a mask, but he's that's what he's fighting against. So he feels yeah. like kind of like a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting because I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's it's one of those situations where like a lot of people have their hardcore morals, but then like your best friend or your family do something that crossed that line. And you're just like, oh, yeah. fuck, you know, but they're and, family, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've kicked some people to the curb, but, you know, it's still like I'm more Batman than you. <laughs> um but like anyways so like it's it, it was an interesting thing and he does freak out and his wife's like okay let's just go home and then um what happens is after batman uh you know puts damien in his place a little bit they notice that nobody's picking up their comms like he's tried to contact everybody and nobody's answering so batman knows something is wrong because he has not talked to them since the big uh riot that happened in the last issue so he's with Damien, who's not Robin at this point, and he's all like, you know, Damien hates me right now and wants to keep punching me, but when he knows his family's in trouble, he will assist. Yeah. And so they're going to find where Hush is at, and I forgot how they find him exactly, but they're on their way. Like, they know where Hush is at, and uh, Hush is about to start operating on Jason Todd, and the last panel is Batman and I want to say Robin, but it's not um, about to like, I guess, crash through. I'm assuming they're going to crash through like the ceiling or something like that. And it just says, yeah. let's do this. And uh, it looks pretty cool. And the next issue is called Hush, Hush, Sweet Hush. So this is awesome. Um, I've been enjoying Detective recently since Joker War ended. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's going to suck the Brad Walkers off. I wonder where he's going to go next or what he's going to draw. Um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh other batman news um we are getting another superman batman book after mm -hmm. future state written by uh gene lewin yang if that name sounds familiar it is because he wrote superman smashes the clan oh anything he writes i will read anything he writes i will buy so is it gonna be campy is it uh, gonna be drawn like that no uh i uh ivan reyes mm -hmm. so you may uh recognize his art if you just do a google search ivan reyes uh dc he's done a lot of green lantern he did uh the uh he did justice league in the new 52 mm -hmm. after jim lee uh mm -hmm. he's currently doing superman i think right now with bendis um, he is a phenomenal artist. Yeah. Great top-notch stuff. Hmm. But I know that 
uh, Jin Luen Yang can do like the heartfelt stuff of mm-hmm. Superman and even the small heartfelt stuff that we also get from Batman. But he yeah. also can write the hardcore like subject matter yeah. of the stuff that you would probably see in a, in a Batman book. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I always feel like Batman Superman should be small runs. They shouldn't be ongoing. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know like how long he'll be in there. Mm-hmm. But if he can get like a solid 12 issue story, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Or even the size of that three, uh, the, the clan thing was only what, three books? Yep, it was only three books, but it yeah, was good. I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. The art fit very well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm down with that. Um, although those were kind of long reads, weren't they like 90 pages or something? They were anywhere, I believe. Uh, I have them like right behind me, actually. But uh, I think they were like like anywhere from 65 to 90 pages, yeah. Yeah, they were they were pretty long reads, but they were good. I never read the second one, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I know you can buy the entire volume if you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, Detective was good. Black and White had some solid stuff. Uh, that Earth-19 story was really good. Obviously, you said the other one was shit. Uh, next week, I'm assuming we're just having Batman. Let's take a look. I can see um, right now dccomics.com. You go to comics. Yeah, because we are getting pretty close to next week. Christmas. Now, I um, want to go ahead and let you guys know. Uh, I've made a list where I'm going to share it with Juice. We're going to do, again, the top 10 stories, uh, Batman stories mm-hmm. of 2020, like we did last year. Um, I think because the last day of like DC releases mm-hmm. is the 29th. I think the following like first week of January, we should, we should do that one. You think uh, it's gonna, it should be the first one? Yeah. I thought we would just drop it during Christmas. Oh, you want to do it during Christmas? Yeah. Why not? Just so we don't really have to, you know, I don't think that we're going to get a lot of stuff during Christmas that week. Um, you, you might, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. So yeah, so, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, I am, we'll I'm, I'm actually, like I'm I'm breaking down every month to like two books and then going down from there. Um next week we have uh Batman 105, Catwoman 2 uh 28. Okay. I've been liking that Death Metal number 6, Nightwing 77, Rorschach number 3. Oh, okay. And the finale to the Batman's Grave. <laughs> finally God, still going shit finally. it's um, probably gonna be like 20 pages of fighting and two pages of dialogue so but I yeah know what the fuck was happening in there i think the last one like i think he i don't know i don't know I, i've been skimming through it but i don't even know what the hell's going on um but yeah that's pretty much it for this podcast ladies and gentlemen uh clay what do you got going on um like always, you can check me out at Fanboy Comics Podcast. We're going to be reviewing again, like always, some manga. Some really good chapters came out this week. Um, you can hear me talk about some more of these books that we talked about, but also uh, maybe some Superman uh, in the Comic Book Legion podcast. You can also find me at the Weird Science Podcast, where I talk uh, some Avengers and Spider-Man. And then, of course, I also dropped today uh, 
the Ranger Alliance podcast, where I review uh, three episodes each uh, each episode of the Ranger Alliance podcast. We uh, review three episodes of Power Rangers, and right now we're running through Mighty Morphin, and we plan on going through the entire thing. It's going to take us like 13 years if we do it the way we do it. So we have content for days. It's awesome. <laughs> What's that? What once a week? Uh, every two weeks. Oh yeah. shit! Uh, that's insane. <laughs> um, yeah, Until my schedule opens up, then we will probably move to once a week, which it'll make it a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As for me, of course, I am now content creating full time. I have finally started dropping content on the gaming channel, so that is juice from the box. Just go search that; it should pop up. Uh, I dropped an Among Us video recently. Definitely go check that out. Uh, and then, of course, I got the Juice Reacts channel, which I am looking for suggestions on new things to put on there, just because people have been asking to do other things besides just reactions. So keep an eye out for that. That's, and of course, it's interesting Twitter. on the React channel. They want you to do more than react. Yeah, and well, I think it's because like a lot of other reaction channels are also doing. I think what they want is like you know one of the viewers, uh, Trisha, was saying that like, oh, why don't you react to like weird things or food or stuff like that? Because it's still technically a reaction oh, and yeah, you yeah. review it. And I'm like, well, I could, which I've done that once or twice, and it didn't really get great reviews. But I think that's when I I got to really flex my clickbaity bone more on my on my YouTube yeah. channel because I don't clickbait enough, and I need to. Um, so that's the thing. But uh, you know the main thing is just because you're on a big push for it, you should react to. Oh well, it's really hard to do it since you've already seen most of them. I was going to say react to anime openings. I've been reacting. I just reacted to a compilation called. Well, see the anime openings. Are you talking about the episodes or like the the opening like intro? Yeah, opening intro. Yeah, those, those get claimed every time because of the music. Oh really? Damn. Yeah. I lose all my anime videos if they have music like that. But. Uh, but I just reacted to uh, it was called like anime thoughts getting owned or something like that. So I just reacted <laughs> to that because you know what? Anime cares about equality. <laughs> They're like Batman. Justice is equal opportunity. <laughs> um, so anyways, I've been reacting to stuff like that. But mainly every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can come find me on twitch.tv slash juice from the box where we are streaming but starting this Sunday, if this gets posted, it should get posted on Friday. If it gets posted on Saturday, whatever. The 13th, I will be streaming every day until Christmas. And it's called Merry Stream Us. Come hang out. We will be streaming every single day for 12 days. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a very big thing. So come hang out. That's uh, intense. I'm going to be, yeah, it's going to be intense. But, uh, you know, $5 donations or more, you're going to get your name on my tree back there. Uh, we're going to have subs and stuff like that. We're going to play a bunch of different games. So it's going to be a really cool time. Uh, so definitely come hang out if you want to come do that. We want to talk about this. I know there's some people that listen to the podcast that jump in all the time. So uh, we appreciate you being there. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. Batman! News Weekly. Batman!